then I would have said, this is the way I have spoken. Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that made my heart so happy. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 92 of the Between You and Me podcast, the place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. And there is a lot of that right now. My name is Jess. I am a music journalist based in Australia. And this episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one source for Christian music news, reviews, and interviews. Now, I know that it has been three weeks since our last episode, and I want to say thank you for your patience, my friends. There has been a lot of chaos going on, and in the middle of it, you've been hanging in there, re-listening to old episodes, and just waiting patiently. So thank you. In return, not only do I have this episode today with an upcoming artist called Blake Reynolds, but next Friday, we are releasing another episode with another upcoming artist called Rakesha Bennett, who I think you will love. So thank you so much for your patience. It is lovely to be back behind the mic. It's been a little while now. I've, I've slowed down with interviews for a little while because things were getting so crazy in life, but it's good to be back. And I'm really excited as we work towards episode 100 to be back here with you guys. Thank you. Thank you for your interactions and your support online. It means an awful lot to me. So today's episode with Blake Reynolds. Who is Blake Reynolds, you say? Well, you may have heard him on a Spotify playlist or two because he is an upcoming Christian music artist. Now, all credit to Blake. We took a while to organize this interview uh, because in my social media scouting, once I had gotten an email from him saying, hey, I want to be on your podcast, uh, I did a bit of research. You know how like Facebook is a cesspool of, of hatred a lot of the time? I saw something on there and I was like, eh, we don't talk about each other like that in this family, right? Anyway, I said, hey, Blake, uh, so I don't know if this is you because I can't tell with the picture. I just know it's someone who looks a bit like you, maybe, and maybe has the same name as you. I don't know. But all I know is that we don't want that part on the podcast. It's like, hey, I didn't like what you posted on social media. Anyway, you know, this is a credit to Blake's character because you know what he did? He didn't just not respond. He didn't say, uh, like, who are you to do that? This is my job as a journalist, honestly. He actually responded laughing and says, that's not me. I totally get it. Thank you for caring about your audience and about, about what you create so much. But it's not me. You can tell by the photo. You can tell by the photo. But, you know, I just, I just like to check in case. In any case, Blake was so kind and we finally connected and finally got to chat in January about his new music. Now, as we chatted, he was days before the release of his podcast, which is now multiple episodes in, which I think you will love. So all that to say is Blake Reynolds is a really nice guy <laughs> and I'm really excited for you to hear his story and his music today. Please enjoy it, my friends. We talk about what it means to use our influence for the good of others. You're going to hear a short bio, the who, what, when, where, why of this emerging artist, and then we'll jump straight into it. solo artist, Blake Reynolds is a newcomer to the music industry and the Grand Rapids-based recording artist had a clear vision when he began recording his material. 
he wanted to be a Christian music artist. And by blending this with pop, gospel and alternative acoustic vibes, he has emerged as a fresh voice in this crowded markets, giving fans of Top 40 a gateway into Christian music. Now Blake is a worship leader and a songwriter in his own right and has previously worked with people like George Moss, Lyndall Cooley, Ashes Remain, Jared Mark, Little Bird, Big Sound, Beacon Light, Kaylee and Erica Tuttle and more. So when he dropped his first single No Other Name in 2018, he was primed and ready to go. And he quickly followed with the release of multiple covers, including his versions of, what else, Reckless Love and How Great Thou Art. Now Blake's EP Moment Session 1 came out in 2019 and this included his version of Unstoppable God. Blake then swung into Overdrive. His original track, I Believe, and Empty thrust him to the top of Spotify playlists everywhere, and soon he appeared in top EDM mixes, the latest Christian indie artist lists, and worship playlists. Blake was working towards a solo EP of originals, and he continued to release solo tracks as he cultivated a strong following as a musician and an influencer. The single Can't Live Without You came out in 2020 and was soon followed by a Christmas EP called Winter Wonderlands. He also rounded out a stellar two years as an indie artist with the catchy tune, Even If. Now in January, Blake launched his own podcast, aptly titled The Upbeat Podcast, where he tackles topics like relationships, spiritual growth, porn and addiction with guests. Currently on a spring 2021 tour in Michigan, hooray for live tours again, I actually caught up with Blake some months ago to chat about his rise of Christian music. It was a pleasure to chat with Blake about what it means to be a Christian influencer for the right reasons and why he wants to share his craft with the world. My friends, meet an upcoming Christian music artist who I think you will really, really enjoy. This is Blake Reynolds. Blake Reynolds, for our friends of the podcast who have never met you before, who are you? Oh, man, I'm a person of human. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my name- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to keep it as basic as possible. No, um, my name is Blake Reynolds. I'm a, a Christian music artist, so I write and release music, but uh, I'm also a social media influencer. And uh, I always hate saying that because it's kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say taboo, but everybody's like, oh, everybody's an influencer. But what it means for me is I try to use my social media as an avenue to inspire and encourage and just lift people up and lead them to Jesus. Whether it's just a whether it's a post that just makes you laugh because I my personality is I just I love making people laugh, uh, having good laughs, or it's a post just trying to encourage you in your faith with a scripture and a quote. Um, and I just released a podcast, and, and you know I Ooh. absolutely love, yeah I know I absolutely love public speaking, and uh, since I'm a musician you know, my page is kind of more, more so devoted to music. So I'm like, well, this will be a great avenue for me to, to minister. So I started my podcast and so I've done a couple of guest interviews and uh, I'm over here taking notes while you're interviewing me, Jessica, just so you know, <laughs> just trying to learn from you. Fresh but, is on. Uh, but that's who I am. I, I'm a huge Monsters Inc. lover. I, I'm, I love Disney. Right. So Monsters Inc. is my number one m- movie. So um, yeah, that's me, yeah. I guess, in a nutshell. Love it. That sounds so good. As, as a fellow Disney fan, I love it. I'm all over that. I knew that. this was yeah. going to be good. I knew this was going to yeah, be a good Dis- podcast. Disney Plus, I was waiting for it in Australia because the time, like our time zones are different. I was sitting there just refreshing the page, waiting for it to launch. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that person. Um, but uh, no, I'm excited as well about your work um, as in social media and as a communicator and an influencer. Um, and I say that because like as, as a journalist, social media is something that I grapple with all the time and I try to figure out how to communicate effectively and promote things. Um, So I'm actually really excited about your passion for that and how 
you know that so well. Um, I feel like I could learn from you in that area oh, because it's you. something. Yeah, because oh, I well I learned to write stories and to tell stories, but social media is like it's a whole different thing that's always evolving. So I really respect that, and I oh love gosh, that yeah. you have a multifaceted creative way of looking at your calling and how you serve God. That's really cool. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate that. Um, I really do. How, how did you get to this point? So I know, like you've you started releasing music a couple of years ago now, I think. But how did you get here? Here at this point, um, well, through many Oscars, Grammy nomina- nomination. No, I'm just totally messing Naturally, up. Naturally, yes, yes. No, um, I've been in music since 2006. My dad had actually, um, story in a nutshell here, my dad forced me to play the bass guitar for his church because he is a, uh, he's a pastor. Um, You're a PK. Yes, I there am. There we Are go. Are you a PK? Uh, I, I was for a couple of years. Um, my Then my parents left, um, quote, unquote, ministry and then continued to be in church leadership. So, yes. I, oh, we're, two, <laughs> we're two for two, Disney and PKs. All right, we're twinning out here. Yes. Disney. <laughs> You're doing so, great. I know. So he's a pastor and so he, and you know this probably in any other PK listening, and if you're not, here's what it's like being a PK. You know, if your church is smaller or there's ever need in a church, typically your parent, whether it's your mom or your dad, whoever's pastoring will throw you into that thing. And so he wanted me to play bass. So he made me start playing bass in 2006. And I didn't actually, yeah, I didn't actually fall in love with it until 2008 when I had seen Skillet perform live. And number one, I love the show that they put on Skillet's my favorite, um, my favorite band. Number two, I love their heart for Jesus. And they kind of inspired me to, to dive into music and, Fast forward, uh, 2018, I released my first single called No Other Name. Really simple song. It's like two and a half minutes. It's like, it's the easiest song. It's like Jesus Loves Me. It's the easiest song to sing. But I really So good. Yeah. So like, it's, so I had been in music for such a long, for uh, at that point, I don't know, 2018 is what, I can't do the math right now. It's over my head. But Neither can I. It's fine. Yeah. So 2006 to 2018, I had just been doing worship and played in a band with my brother, a Christian band, and just doing little worship gigs here and there. But pursued it 2018, released music, and um, to kind of wrap this story up to be where I am right now, um, just in regards to in, in my music and my walk with Jesus, is that I just always want to consistently release music that reaches people right where they're at, whether that is um, – leading them to Jesus Christ, you know, if they don't know him or it's just encouraged them in their faith. I can't tell you how many times a song has come on for me uh, on the radio or on my Apple music or Spotify playlist that just lifts my faith up. And so I want, I always and consistently want to reach songs that are relative and that reach people right where they're at. And that's kind of my journey that led me here. Just, I was forced into music and then it just kind of, God has just a beautifully creative way of just literally leading and guiding our steps, even in the moments where we don't want to listen to them. So, um. <laughs> I know that well. Yes. That's really, really cool. Um, so of all the things that you do, like you obviously like you're a communicator, you love to express um, stories and ideas and God's love to people. What is it about music that has actually caused you to, I'm thinking of the word, like really invest in it. Like you really have to put your heart out there when you say, I'm actually going to get my craft and deliver it to the world and take a chance. Like what is it about your music that you sort of went, I feel like this is a stamp on my life. Like I really need to pursue this. Wow. That is actually a really good question. I'm like, I'm, I like I told you, I'm taking notes every year. I'm like, that was like a deep question there. Um, and my initial answer was, I don't know, but in all seriousness, my answer would be so this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, um, everybody had just encouraged me. Um, and there's obviously a lesson in here, but uh, but 
I just had so many people saying, man, you're so gifted at music and you know, you've got a passion and I do have a passion for it. Uh, a lot of people just quick tip here. Somebody told me if you're looking to find uh, look to do what you're called to do. Oftentimes your passion will line up with your calling, what God's called you to do. And so I was like, man, I was like, I love music. I'm passionate about it. People say that I'm good at it. They suggest I pursue it. So I just, I started on this path because I had some uh, people in my life, good people, good influences who were encouraging me to take that step. And that's really why I just took that step. And then from there, it was just kind of like confirmations, you know, I was getting messages that my songs were ministering to them. Um, my song, I would just started getting my songs played in churches, which was just a huge answer for prayer for so me. Cool. And, uh, that's just what happened. I just, I listened to the advice of others and followed something I was passionate about. I was miles away with no place to stay. I was searching, looking for something more where I realized I'm a wretched loss and needing a new life Then you came, resurrected me Born again, living life set free I can live without you, oh, oh I can live without you So good, I can live without you I was looking through your Instagram feed from learning that you obviously love Disney Plus and The Mandalorian, which yay. Um, no, you had you had a post, I think it was like early in the new year, with an amazing, amazing thought on it that I wanted to dive into with you. Um, you said God isn't afraid of your dirt. And I saw that and loved it because I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but I also know that that recently I've been sort of juggling that idea and even discussing it through the podcast and our social media platform and I've had people with differing opinions on it, which I didn't even know was a thing. Um, so I wanted to ask you what led you to discover that God isn't afraid of your dirt? Oh man, see, I told you you're asking these really great questions. And I, I was really worried there about, that I wouldn't remember the post you were mentioning. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, what did that post about? Um, <laughs> why couldn't you pick something about Monsters Inc? Something, I'm just kidding. No, uh, honestly, um, yeah, no, uh, something we could teach on that. But no, I had a heard a pastor say that a long time ago that God wasn't afraid of your dirt. Uh, and what led me to that belief that I think that was what your question was, was where is that? Um, where's that foundation? Honestly, it, when I look at the New Testament and I look at Jesus and how he treated the sinners, specifically the sinners, um, we all know the story, the, the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. And um, this pastor preached this amazing message. In the, in the story, this woman was caught in the act of adultery and these Pharisees, the religious people of the day, dragged this woman in front of Jesus, you know, and they're humiliating her. Um, dragged her in front of Jesus, tossed her down, and, and he, the law says she should be stoned because she committed adultery. And Jesus, being the awesome God and Son of God he is, he didn't even acknowledge him. He just bent down and wrote in the dirt. Um, and so, and the pastor had said this: you know, the dirt represents our sin. And he says, God's not afraid to put His finger in your dirt. God's not afraid to put his hand in your life. And the story, you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, basically what happens is, is Jesus is like those of you who are without sin cast the first stone. And all the religious people dropped their stones. And um, 
just the compassion that Jesus showed this woman. Um, and there's so many other stories I could tell about, about not, not just Jesus dying on a cross, but how he lived his life. You know, he ate with sinners and he really isn't afraid of your dirt. He's not afraid of your sins. He's not afraid of your mistakes. Um, just like a, if, you, if you're very familiar with pottery, you know, a, a potter takes clay, mud, essentially, and he makes these beautiful items. And that's who God is. That's what God does. He takes all of our mud, our mistakes, um, our hurts, our pain, um, and he just takes it and he's able to mold it and craft it. And so he's not afraid of it because he can do something incredible and when we surrender and yield to him. So hopefully that answered your question. No, absolutely. How, how have you experienced that in your own life? Oh my gosh. Um, as much pers- as you're comfortable. Yeah, no, no, of course. Um, you know, I, I am off. Paul wrote a scripture in the new Testament that, uh, he said, I am the chief of sinners and that's pulled out of a specific verse. And I wish I had it in front of me, but he says, I'm the chief of sinners. Listen, I was a messed up dude. I killed Christians. I lived a sinner's life. I am the chief of sinners. Uh, and that verse I always remind myself of that verse. And I'm like, if only Paul knew me, if only Paul knew me. Um, but I think about all the times that I have messed up in, in moments, moments that I have made mistakes that you may, maybe I, I've seen things I shouldn't have seen or said things I shouldn't have said or been in relationships I put in, shouldn't have been in relationships with. And um, that's how I know that God, God still loves me. And he's able to push past my mistakes is because he pushed, he literally pushed past mine. Um, and uh, I guess I guess that would be the the short answer is just that I, I have seen God do it in my own life where He had grace and mercy and moments I, I deserved um, far worse, and He just looked past and He says, "I still love you. I still got a plan for you. You just only need to surrender." So. Are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome.
Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. Has there been a defining moment or even like a a circumstance in your life that has caused you to make your faith your own? Like something that has made you actually go, I choose to follow Jesus, not because I'm a pastor's kid, not because I grew up with this. I choose this because I know it to be true. That's a really good, that, that question alone can just preach. Uh, yes, there have been several moments. Uh, once, um, again, something else my dad made me do um, is read the Bible. He made me read the Bible. Uh, he made me read a chapter a day when I was like 12 years old. And um, and I just literally recorded a podcast about this whole testimony. Uh, but the gist of it is this. My dad made me read a chapter in the Bible every day starting in the New Testament, starting in Matthew. And it was just boring, Jessica. It was the most boring thing I ever did. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so you're annoying. Speaking, you're speaking so much truth to so many uh, teenagers. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and I hope, and hopefully they can be like, yeah, amen. And, and it was, it really was boring. But it, in fear of getting in trouble with my dad, I was like, I'm keep reading. I'm keep reading it. So anyways, fast forward to a few months to maybe over a year, year and a half into reading a chapter every day, faithfully, just reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it. Um, I got involved in the youth ministry at my dad's church, you know, during worship. And the Bible talks about how the word of God is like a seed. Uh, Jesus gives a parable and compares the Bible, the word of God to a seed being planted. And um, this one night in youth group, just this fire and passion during worship had just awoken inside of me. And I just started, um, and this was, of course, you and I, I think might be the same age. This is pre-smartphone, so you can't just pull out you version app and look up a verse. You know, you have to remember it or have it marked in your Bible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I had this little Bible in my back pocket on stage. And so I pulled out this little ESV Bible. Um, and I just, and I, I like knew I wanted to, I feel like God would had a word for me to give to the people, um, my the youth group. So I quickly whipped out my Bible and I'm looking for the scripture and I knew roughly where it was at. And so God definitely graced me to have a memory there. Um, I quickly did, and I just started preaching. I just started ministering, just not, not very long. I'm not, I try not to be a long-winded person, but I started ministering and that kept happening again and again, where it went from not just me preaching because you reading the Bible is not about you preaching. It's about you getting a relationship with God. But what I was, what I was giving, what I was pointing out to is that, um, just after that, I just had these spurts where God's word just awoken inside of me. And I, I don't really know how to describe it other than it was just like, um, it was just like a seed. Like that, that entire time I had been reading the word of God where it was so boring that I was just planting a seed in my heart. And then it was like the moment. And I like thinking of it like this, like those moments in worship was like the water, just watering on that word, just, just, um, encouraging it to grow. And it just sprouted. And, uh, that's, that is one moment in, earlier in my life where God had become real to me. Um, and there were moments when I was a kid where I would just pray to God and he would just show up in some miraculous ways. But that's one off the top of my head where my faith became my own. 
That's really cool. I love hearing that. I definitely relate to the like diligently reading the Bible, like doing devotions, <laughs> and just and and there's sort of like being plopped on stage or being plopped in some sort of ministry and you don't dislike it, but you're also just trying to find your footing the whole time. Um, And I love that that's how you essentially was like, and this is how you're going to step into what you were made for. That's awesome. It's really, really cool. And you know, just a quick side note um, is a lot, how I started my, my walk with God with the reading the Bible um, and God's been teaching this, teaching me this is something you have to do every day. I have days even, even in this week where I, I, I'm just being transparent here. It's where I just, I didn't even want to read the Bible. It wasn't because I hated the Bible. It was just because I, I had air quote better things to do. And I was like, I was, oh, I get it. I was <laughs> like, rushing, I'm like sitting there rushing through it. I'm like, I don't want to read this. I don't want to see this. And anyways, what I was saying was it, it's, it, I keep reminding myself that everything I do is a seed. When I'm planning, when I'm reading the word of God, it's a seed. When I go to my room in my prayer time, it's a seed. And not and just like you and you, everybody's heard this analogy. And not just in the church, even if you're in the non-church arena, you know that being a part of the agriculture and planting seeds is such a boring process. You plant a seed, and you wait mm-hmm. for months or sometimes years. Talking about bamboo, it takes five years before you even see anything. Um, but it's boring. It seems very boring. But if you remind yourself of what's going to come out of this, the fruit that's going to come out of this. Um, and so that's just what I wanted to say. If you're, you know, you're not just going to keep re- reading the Bible and then one day you're just all passionate and you're passionate 24 seven. No, 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 no. You're going to have seasons where you feel very dry, but you need to keep reading and keep praying. And that's what I'm reminding myself. So I'm not preaching anybody. I'm preaching at myself right now because I keep reminding myself, pray and read your Bible, pray, read your Bible. And uh, yeah. Yes. ever struggled with a sense of shame or like should I should be doing this um in your walk with God um when you say you, and you say shouldn't be doing this or should oh sorry. Sh- so should sorry should. Australian <laughs> should. no it's okay should. those of you who are listening when Jessica <laughs> and I first got on this podcast before we started I was like Jessica I love your accent and I'm like you sound like you belong in Hillsong so um thank you so yes where 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 there's that feeling of shame honestly this is something and I'm like man I can't believe God must have told you something today because like I'm like this is a tough question because it's something I've been dealing with just just constantly battling thoughts of shame about my just about my life and mistakes I've made and everybody struggles with this Uh, I know I'm nothing special in that arena but just 
answering your question is I constantly struggle with that shame. And to answer it, it would be, uh, I feel like the perfect answer is to remind myself, to remind myself in those moments where I'm feeling so, such shame come on my life, where I just remind myself of God's word and his goodness and his love towards me. David in the book of Psalms, if you read every single chapter, um, when David was when David was in a cave, David would start out. David was real, man. I love reading about David. David was real when he wrote a Psalms. Um, and I encourage anybody listening, read the book of Psalms. It's not just for this, but for every, just still different, so many different reasons. But David, he would he would sit there and talk about how bad his life is. The enemy's coming after me. You know, I'm in a cave. You know, I, I lost everything. But at the end of the chapter, David would always remind himself of who God is and what God has done in his life. And uh, that's how I overcome those thoughts and feelings of shame. Is like God, when when I'm and by the way, if you are struggling with shame, that is not of God. That is not of God. If you're struggling with shame, that's the devil putting thoughts in your head that you're worthless, that you know all your sins, all you whatever. That's the devil. God loves you. He is pursuing you. The Bible says uh, love covers a multitude of sins. God's love is covering you. And so I remind myself, and, and I guess that's how I deal with that shame. Hopefully, I think that was it should be the answer to your question. No, yes. It was it was a great answer to a very convoluted question. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I relate to that. Yeah, I as I was saying before, I I was curious because that's something that I I have wrestled with in my own life growing up in a household that's very and that's that's basically grown up in the word and in church and things like that, having to figure out like figure out how I'm working from a place of love and not shame um, is is something that I've grappled with. And so I really wow. appreciate how transparent you are with that because I think it's so, like you said, it's so common. Um, but it's it can really, it can really like inhibit you and actually keep you from growing. How do you choose um, how much of your story goes into your music? Because obviously you value authenticity, you value sharing your journey with others. Um, how do you know what goes into a worship song that you're sharing with the world, but you still have p- close personal things that you want to sort of guard? How much of myself do I put? You mean like my story? Yeah, your story, your your heart, your vulnerability, your pain, your hurts. How oh, do you man. choose choose how much of that goes into a song to the to the context that there are p- going to be people who are singing it, listening to it, who don't know you, who you may never yeah. know, and who are like, essentially getting a snapshot of your heart. Um, No one can tell your story better than you can. And I know that one of the things that helps me when I'm writing a song is I always remind, you know, I try to remind myself when I'm writing a song that somebody else is going through exactly what I've been through. And if I can share my story of how God brought me through it, and that witnesses to them that I'm going to do it. So for instance, my song empty hashtag plug. Now I'm just getting my song empty. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Sorry. <laughs> my song it. empty uh, is one of my favorite songs that I had released because it was almost a new era. It was a new era in my music, which is so funny to say, but it was a new era in my music just because it was a, a different sound, a different type of song, but it was the kind of song that I want to write. Um, still Christian, but the lyrics were more geared for, um, they were just more real lyrics. They just they weren't they weren't so air quote churchy and fluffy. They were just uh, for instance the first verse says I'm so tired of chasing dead ends, um, mm-hmm. and what the whole song is about is about you know we go through in life. Um, we go through daily where we're just chasing things. We're constantly trying to fill a void in our life, uh, a void so that we feel peace, that we feel happiness, that we feel joy. And the problem is we fill that void with with uh, um, 
maybe inappropriate images or videos on the internet with drugs, relationships you shouldn't be in, uh, money, um, food. You're trying to fill all of this void and you keep, you wind up empty. Hence the name of the song. You wind up empty. Um, and the song, like I said, the first verse, my favorite lyrics in the song, I'm so tired of chasing dead ends, stuck in circles, feeling hopeless, is because when you pursue those things, um, you're left empty, but you're, 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 in a con- you're, go- you're caught in a cycle. Um, you know, everybody knows the story of a drug addict, you know, once a drug addict takes that drug, they're always chasing that high and they can't ever get it. So they're stuck in a, a cycle, a loop. And that's what it's like for us uh, as people. Maybe you're not addicted to drugs. Maybe you're not even dr- addicted to looking up uh, inappropriate things on the internet. Maybe you're just addicted to something like work or people's praise. That's a big one. Maybe you're addicted to likes on Instagram and Facebook. I hope I'm mm-hmm. stepping on some toes on that one. Um, you are trying to fill a void and you're chasing dead ends. Um, and so when I wrote that song back to answer your question, I'm like, man, this is something I did in my life. I was chasing dead ends. I was chasing relationships and praise and all these things. And I kept winding up empty. And it wasn't until I realized that only Jesus Christ can fill that emptiness that it changed me. And so to answer your question, how much of my song to put in there? Um, I try to put all of me in there to the best I can to put it in a way that's relatable and relative. That is so good. Oh, the evangelical in me was coming out then. I want to say amen. That was awesome. I loved that. I relate to so much of that. Um, And thank you for being courageous enough to share that. In terms of like the needing for fulfillment, I totally get it. I totally get it. Like, And as someone like you who's also a communicator, it's so hard not to base our worth and our identity on what we actually produce and give to others and their responses. Exactly. I'm so tired, chasing dead ends, stuck in circles, feeling hopeless. I'm so broken, don't wanna pretend how I'm feeling. How'd I get so far away? The bottom's so lonely, bottom's so lonely. I'm feeling empty. questions I have I have a few fun ones yeah but please. is there, love is, fun. Is there anything you wanted to talk about in terms of your music or any topics that I've just missed yeah um I mean if it's all right I just want to talk about my new song and then I think there might be something on uh, but I just released a brand new song because uh, we're in January 2021 can't believe it honestly I feel like it should mm-hmm. be February by now but um right. <laughs> I just released a new song called even if um, I, man, that song, and I wrote a blog about it on blakebrenosmusic.com. You can check out the blog and understand the full song and the, the process that went into it. And, and, and I, if I can say this, it was, it was hell to make. It was the worst song I've, I've produced. It was just from start to finish. I mean, raising the money for it. Um, the trip down, it was just, it was just miserable, but the song, even if, uh, and I feel like maybe, maybe God was trying to just, you know, press and get, I just feel like it's a part of the story, but the song is based on the scripture, Psalms 139 verse eight. And it says, even if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. And so the song, even if that's, that's just what it's saying that, you know, the course is there's no mountain too high, no uh, valley too low, no place that you won't go. 
where you're not with me. And in the bridge, it says, even if I made my bed in hell, even if I turned and walked away, you're still there with me. And um, I encourage you to go listen to it. Check it out. I hope it ministers to you in some way. Um, and I've got other music online. But uh, Jessica, uh, no, honestly, just these subjects, you, these questions you talked about were so real. And I think the only thing I want to say is this to encourage people is don't don't chase likes. Don't chase comments on your Instagram. Um you know, if you are an influencer, which again sounds it's, it's so taboo because when you say influencer, people just like to throw a title in for their name. But if, if you are pursuing that as a career and you know you do have to look at likes and comments to determine whether or not the content you're releasing, okay, are they engaging with it? And I get that. Um, uh, you look at it from a business standpoint, but even from the normal person, don't look, don't seek after, don't pursue things that'll leave you empty. Pursue God. Um, and the last thing, I guess. Um, before we jump into the fun stuff, because I love fun stuff, is I heard someone say this, Craig Rochelle. Um, I'm sure you've heard of him. You've heard of him, Jessica? Oh, he's great. I heard I him love. I heard him preach at Hillsong naturally once. He was amazing. He is. Yeah. I love it. I listened to his podcast and I was just listening to it every day. And he was talking to John Maxwell, who I'm sure, uh, again, some of you probably know is a leadership guru, uh, credible man of God. But he had said this. He says, you don't succeed when you're recognized, you succeed when you're faithful to do the everyday. Um, wow. Yeah. That's good. It just blew my oh. mind and it convicted me. They said recognition is great, but that's not when you truly succeed. It's when every single day you're faithful to steward the things that are in front of you. Um, and then John Maxwell, to to add to that, John Maxwell just made a quote today. He said, uh, he says, your goal for tomorrow should be better, should be to be better than you were today. And that just goes along with the same thing as guys, listen, success isn't when you uh, talking to my musician friend, success isn't when you get that that Dove Award or that Grammy or whatever the award is. Success isn't when you've got a million plays on Spotify. Uh, success is when you wake up every single morning, you pray, you read your Bible, you're consistent and and cultivating your gift and your talent and promoting whatever it is you're promoting. And um, so I just want to encourage, I don't know who hears, who needs to hear that, even if it's just one person, I just hope it blesses them because it really helped me. I'm like gnawing on that same quote <laughs> the past several days. No, I needed that. I need that reminder. That's oh, really, really good. <laughs> no, yeah, trust me. That was great. Yeah. You know, as, as it's being in, you would you would get it being in the industry like in in any capacity there is always that sense of but I should be doing more or someone is always doing better and oh it's gosh. that's not why we do what we do um and so a reminder like that is like wait what's the point of it no god called us to this to do exactly. the work to yeah i love that i completely get it yes so good exactly um, so my quick questions for you, my popcorn questions, are just fun things that Woo-hoo. had nowhere else to fit, and we'll see what happens. Um, my first quick question for you is: I know that you love Disney Plus, so <laughs> and you love Monsters Inc. Yeah, I clearly had to go oh, yeah. here. You love Monsters Inc. Who is your favorite character in Monsters Inc. and why? Mike Wazowski, I just love his character. Yes! I think he, he is just, I mean, everybody loves Sully because he's his big teddy bear and, and Boo, she's cute and all, but Mike Wazowski is just so much fun. His, his short fuse, his constantly trying to to go one way and then his life gets pulled another. It's just, um, it's just he's just a lot of fun. I love his character. Um, and he gets, he gets tossed around and beat up a lot. So we, it just, I mean, even adults love seeing that. It's just fun. Yeah, nicely done. Uh, second question has to be about the Mandalorian because I saw th- that it was for a little while it was in your bio. What moment from the last two series surprised you the most? 
Ooh, uh, I got to see the dark saber. For those of you who don't know what the dark saber is, you need to Google it. It's from it's part of Mandalorian history. I'm a big time nerd. Um, and then Bo-Katan, uh, the redhead girl. Hopefully, I said her name right. Because I am a Clone Wars. I watched the, sh- the the show. I'm a, I'm a nerd, and so yeah, those are my two most surprising moments in the show. I loved it. I love hearing the appreciation for it. See, I I am a Star Wars fan, but not to the extent. Same with Marvel, not to the extent of of like actually reading the comic books and going in super super deep. So <laughs> I love when I hear from people who know like the full background and history because I'm like, this is so much bigger than me, and I love it, and it just makes oh, me really happy. So it is that's incredible. Great. You jump right into it. I love it. Um, if you could collaborate with any musician on earth to create a song, they can be living or dead. Who would it be and why? Oh man. Can I pick three? You sure can. I'm going to do it. Number one is John Cooper because like he is a dude, John Cooper's lead singer for Skillet for those who don't know. Yes. He is is a force. He is amazing. Uh, he's incredible. If you ever get to interview him, just say hi from Blake. He has no idea who I am, but one day he will. Um, (laughs) he doesn't know who I am yet either, but we can make, we'll make it happen. When he meets one of us, he meets the other. (laughs) Exactly. Go on. We'll, we'll stalk him and blow up his, his Instagram. (laughs) Yes, it's going to go so well. Um, and he is yeah. a huge Star Wars and Marvel fan. So, but no, John Cooper would be number one. I would absolutely love to write a song with him. Corey Asbury would be number two. And I want to so clarify good. because because I, I don't want people to think I'm being this cliche-ish. Oh, Corey Asbury is just a standard Christian worship guy. Um, beyond that, Corey Asbury writes the kind of songs I love to write. They're just very real, very raw. Um and then lastly, not Christian, but I would love to re- write a song with Ed Sheeran. He is an incredible, phenomenal songwriter, and I would just love to write a song just to learn from him. Yep. That's, that's all excellent answers. And as I was listening to your music today while I was preparing, in my head I actually, it actually struck me that you sound very similar to Ed Sheeran. You have a very similar Ooh. vibe to him. So I would I'll love to hear a collaboration. A that would be great. Oh, no, it is absolutely a compliment. Yes, definitely. No, I would Sweet. love to hear that. <laughs> Um, my last question for you, if you could go back to the day that your dad said, hey, Blake, no one's playing the bass today. You're going to learn and go and play it for us. If you could go back to that day and tell yourself something, knowing what you know now, what would you say? Dive into it all the way. If I was like me right now, standing in front of my little 12-year-old self, I'd have smacked myself in the face, just first of all, just because um, my 12-year-old self needed it pretty badly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I would have said, I I would have said, um, I would have said, dive into it. Be fearless. Dive into this thing wholeheartedly because you have no idea what's going to come out at the other end. And uh, then I would have said, this is the way I have spoken. Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, that made my heart so happy. Thank you course, so much for this interview. Yeah, you're, no, thank you. No, I was going to say, and then of course my 12-year-old self would not have gotten those last, you know, those last few words. And, like, what? <laughs> and then fast forward like to 2020, he'd have been like, oh. Of the name like Jesus. Of the name that I know. Shackles will break and darkness retreats at the sound.
How good was that? As you can tell, Blake is, he's so easygoing, which I really appreciated. We sort of work through multiple accents, trying to understand each other's situations, which is always fun. And I really appreciated it. Um, so Blake, thank you. One, for your patience with this episode coming out, um, but also for being brave enough to come to the table and share your message with the world. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate how you want people to have hope, to share their authentic story and to be filled by Jesus. It's really, really cool. So my friends, if you would like to connect with Blake Reynolds, you can just search at Blake Reynolds Music. Reynolds is R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S. You will find him on all your social media platforms and you can download his latest single, Even If, right now. All of those links are in our show notes. In addition, a link to his podcast, which he recently launched, is also in there. So make sure you go check that out and show him some love. All right, friends, that is all for this week's episode. But as promised, another episode is coming next Friday. You are going to meet another upcoming artist. I know how excited some of you get to find new songs to add to your playlist, Undiscovered Talents. Well, next Friday, you're going to meet another one, Rakesha Bennett. She is a gospel singer. She's based in Texas. She has a really cool story about what it means to reconnect with God as an adult um, and to identify your dreams so that they honor him rather than yourself. I think you will love her. She's got a really cool sound that. I think we can use more of in Christian music. I know that I need to hear more gospel music. I know that it's been great for me to learn more about gospel music through this. So make sure that you have pressed subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And next Friday, another episode will be here. Please feel free to connect with us online at Between You Me Pod on Instagram. You can also find us at betweenyouandmepod.com. If you love what you heard, would you also please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast? Thank you for everything today, my friends. I will see you next week. Do